Well, hello and howdy and welcome to another week at Dan's Dabble in Babble. And welcome to Daylight Saving Time. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about Daylight Saving Time because it's all so done, right? Like, we get it. We all hate it. We're all going to complain about it. It makes literally no sense. I mean, it's just silly. I completely forgot about daylight saving this morning when I woke up and I'm like, how is it so late? And then I realized that daylight saving happened and I didn't sleep as much as I thought. And I still have not changed any of my clocks that I have to change manually. It's just, it's silly, right? Paradoxically, I will say I kind of prefer springing forward because I find that the fallback, even though you're getting an extra hour of sleep, allegedly, in the fall when we fall back, I find that that throws off my sleep schedule. And I've been having trouble sleeping lately in general, so... um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not here for the universe messing up my sleep schedule. Um, I do feel for those with parents. Sorry, those with parents and those that are parents. Um, I know my friends with kids are like trying to maintain some sort of a schedule for the first few days with them. Has got to be a nightmare. So good luck to all of the parents out there. Um, I was supposed to this weekend. Uh, go sailing, which several people pointed out is like the whitest thing ever. And while they're not wrong, we ended up not going sailing because if you'll recall from a previous episode, we didn't have enough wind the first time we went sailing. Yesterday, there was severe weather and too much wind, so they canceled the sailing lesson. So eventually, we're going to get that sailing lesson done. I have full confidence that that will happen, Um, but I still have not sailed. So, you know, I know that makes me sound like the most annoying person ever that I'm complaining about. I just can't get my sailing lesson. I know. I know. I hear it too. I. You don't have to tell me. I know. I hear it. And you're not wrong. You're right. I get it. So that was this weekend. You know, I mentioned that my cousin was visiting me last weekend. It was so much fun. Uh, She's got two kids. So for her to be able to come alone and just us have a few days where really we just like lived like we were on vacation because we were. She's a PA professor uh, at Butler University and um, I am a teacher. So uh, we were both on spring break. Uh, which was, which was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a really nice time and, uh, really, really lived it up, uh, had amazing weather, like obnoxiously nice weather to the point that it's like, this is, this is every reminder of why I moved here. Not to mention all of the other wonderful things that have happened in my life since I moved here. But the weather was, it was seriously out of this world, uh, the entire time that she was here. Fast forward to this weekend and the weather ruined my sailing lesson. Only slightly bitter, but you know, um, 
Okay, so uh, not there's not really anything terribly exciting to talk about. Uh, just had a really nice visit with my cousin. Really enjoyed the whole spring break thing. Um, I'm ready, I guess, to go back to work tomorrow. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter if I'm ready. Uh, we'll be going back to work. And again, to people who aren't teachers and who didn't just have a week off, uh I sound incredibly annoying. And again, you're not wrong. But, you know, I will say that it was really nice to not go anywhere. So, I mean, I did, of course, host my cousin. um, And that was a lot of fun. But, you know, there is, like, sometimes this pressure of, um, especially in education, because, like, you um, can't really just, like, take a vacation whenever. um, Because, you know, that's not how schools work. Uh, there's a pressure. Sometimes it feels that like the, you have to be at an airport going somewhere on a trip and, um, you know, traveling is wonderful, but it can also be exhausting. So it was really nice to just have a week to just chill in my space and really kind of live like a tourist in the place that, uh, I call home. So that was really cool. Um, and of course I do travel, uh, often as I've talked about on this podcast. So it's not like I, um, don't ever leave here either, but, you know, especially living in the part of the country that I do, it's, it's really nice to recognize that this is where a lot of people are coming for spring break. So on spring break, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to enjoy it. And it was honestly just, it was, it was a really nice, relaxing week. I read so much. (laughs) Um, I still have so much left of this book that I'm reading, 112263. It's like 900 pages. It's Stephen King. It's very long, very good. But I just like, I haven't had enough time to just like sit down and read for hours on end. Like Friday, I think I read for over two hours uninterrupted. Uh, I even got my oil change and uh, getting my oil change was not that bad because I just sat there and read. Like it's nice to just take a book somewhere and read. I don't do that enough. I should do it more. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a better reader uh, post spring break. That's my post spring break resolution to be a better reader. I also had jury duty for the first time. Um, that was great. Uh, so it, it, it ended up being fine. I was there for like an hour and a half. Um, long story short, a bunch of cases that were scheduled were uh, settled. So they needed a lot less jurors than they called. So after like an hour and a half, I was able to go home. And um, yeah, that was that was great. Uh, and, you know, this weekend uh, made the most, just had um, some really good time with uh, my boyfriend, with uh, a couple of our friends, uh, just a, a nice, nice couple of solid, relaxing weekends. So I, um, I'm just riding the vibe. I'm feeling it right now. Um, so this week I do have an interview that kind of came through last minute, which I was stoked about. So I want to give some context for what you're going to hear, uh, because this interview was not uh, pre-planned or pre-scheduled interview. And I didn't even really go into this with the mindset of it even being an interview for the podcast. Didn't know if it was going to be something that I was going to, to be able to use for the podcast. So there's this app called the Wisdom app that reached out to me um, as a podcaster to 
um, uh, as a podcaster to start using their platform. So I was like, we'll try this out. And so basically, you know, I went in with a very cynical view, but I, as I've talked about, I really want to continue to grow this podcast and grow the influence of this podcast. Um, and so thank you to the advertisers that, uh, continue to advertise with me. Uh, that has been, um, just as, as quickly as, as I've gotten these advertisers and, and developed some sustained ads with these advertisers, uh, it's been really rewarding, really wonderful, um, to, to develop that. And so with the wisdom app, the way that it works is you can kind of start a live session and people can hop on and talk with you. Uh, so I thought that this would be a great way to get the name of the podcast out there, uh, into markets and into avenues that I'm not currently reaching. So I ended up having a really wonderful conversation with a woman named Lois Hampton. And if you give me just one second, I want to get her bio. But um, so so I went in to try the app out and I started a live talk. And really, I went in with the idea that I was going to uh, just kind of use it as a way to sort out my thoughts to figure out what I was going to talk about this week. And then Lois Hampson hops on my talk and uh, was just such a breath of fresh air and just such a fun person to talk to. Uh, so uh, she has um, an MA and an MFT. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the MFT is, but she is... Um, her bio says, spirit-led, heart-centered life coach, writer, dancer. She's the founder of Wings Life Coaching and Counseling. Uh, so on Twitter, you can follow her at Lois Hampson. That's L-O-Y-C-E-H-A-M-P-S-O-N. And then you can follow her uh, company's Instagram, uh, Wings LLC. So that's at Wings LLC 111. Uh, so definitely give her a follow if you like this interview. Uh, we talk about travel, we talk about food, uh, and it was just a, a really nice conversation that um, we kept on re-upping her time. So when you're a guest on someone's wisdom talk, you get um, 10 minutes. And we kept on re-upping our time. We ended up doing three sessions together, and it uh, was a lot of fun. So I took kind of the best parts of, of that. Um, but if it sounds a little off, it's, it's because I, it really wasn't a planned interview. There was, there was, there was, I wasn't really even in that mindset, but I think, uh, I mean, I had a great time talking with her, so I think that will come through. So as always, give me a follow on Twitter at babbling Dan or on Instagram at Daniel Burkett. And after this quick word from our sponsor, we will uh, jump right into the interview with Lois. Started in the midst of the pandemic, the founder of Hydronique Hydration, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. A landmark research study published early during the pandemic showed that up to 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches, mainly because of their PPE, personal protective equipment like face masks and face shields, 
which prevented them from eating and drinking properly while on the job. He would leave work tired, dehydrated, and burnt out. The founder looked for a healthy drink with all the necessary vitamins and minerals, but with no sugar, something that was keto-friendly and healthy. But most powdered drinks on the market have a ton of sugar and caffeine. That's why he created Hydronique Hydration, sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, antioxidant-rich electrolyte powder packets for daily use containing all the essential vitamins and minerals with a refreshing taste. Their product contains elderberry, which has immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. Hydronique Hydration electrolyte powder packets can also fit in your bag or suitcase when traveling. Remember traveling? So if you're having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022, but want a sugar-free, keto-friendly vitamin drink, give Hydronique Hydration a try. There are 30 electrolyte powder packets in a pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. You can visit the website www.hydroniquehydration.com. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique mashed together. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com. Or search for Hydronique Hydration on Amazon.com, where they are offering a $10 discount coupon at checkout for the next week. Oh, okay. I've got the, I, I saw the travel plans because I'm making travel plans too. And my first leg is this Paris and then to uh, Marseille in the south of France to go to uh, Mary Magdalene's cave. Oh, that will be incredible. Have you ever, have you been over to France? No, before? I have not. I have not left the U.S. Well, let me tell, let me not lie. I've been to Mexico, to Tijuana <laughs> and to a couple of other border cities in Arizona, Mexico. I mean, in Arizona, the, the border of Mexico. Um, uh, but I have not been really, to me, not out of the country. That's not, that's like, I'm in California and I was yeah. in Arizona. It was like a hop, skip and a jump. To me, right. that's not another country. I mean, actually getting on the airplane with a passport and, and oh, right. you got to do that with Mexico now, but you didn't have to do that before, but right. with a passport and stuff. No, this is my first trip um, abroad. Yeah. I think that's what they called it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. So I, I've not, I've been to Mexico and I've been to Brazil, but this is, this is my first time over to Europe. So I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be incredible. I think so too. I really think so too because I, I found that um, when I was doing my heritage stuff, I found that um, my great grandfather was from um, France. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So for me, it's kind of like I feel like I'm, I'm going home, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, um, this way. But I'm gonna go. I'm going in August. Um, yeah. <laughs> And because that, that's the less expensive month because a lot of the cities shut down. But I don't right. care if a lot of the cities shut down. I'm, I'm not there for to, to be in a bunch of whole bunch of people. I'm there to just like do a little pilgrimage and, and you know, get familiar. Because I don't know, I might want to move out of the country at, at some point. Yeah, no, that, I think that's that's really exciting to go back and explore your roots and be able to do that. That'll be cool. Yeah, so so that that's that's definitely my I call it a pilgrimage because you know the wilderness was in healing myself and journeying all this other kind of stuff. So I went through the wilderness experience. Now I get to go to the pilgrimage, and when I get back, it's, I'm gonna have a a fresh outlook. 
Well, my daughter, she passed away last year, but the, okay. she traveled everywhere. She went to Germany, Italy, uh, China, Japan, uh, Korea. She was, that girl was, was country hopping, okay? Yeah. And she said that when she, when she made her first trip was, was to China, she worked for Disney, uh, and, um, she was a writer for the opening of Shanghai Disney. Um, oh, wow. first opened it. So she was there, the, the, you know, doing the opening and getting everything ready for the people to come and all that kind of stuff. So she noticed that when she traveled, the world was completely different than this United States. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And it was not a bad different. It was not a necessarily good different. It was just totally different. Exactly. And it gave her more a more of a, a view of people that she didn't have before. Now, she was always a lover of people and mm -hmm. had all different type of people in her in her um, in her friendship pockets, you know, uh, from all walks of life. But when she got a chance to travel the world, it opened up way more to her. And I watched her as she blossomed, man. So I was like, shoot, I ain't traveled. I want to go blossom like that, too. Because if I'm already this, I want to be like once I actually go to different countries and see what other people and experience other cultures and, and see what they're like and how... Uh, how they eat their pie, because I understand that. Exactly. No, it's, I'm serious. It, uh, Europeans, there was a joke that was said that the guy said, I know people so well, I can tell you how many Americans are in this restaurant and how many are Europeans. And they, and, the, and the man went around and he was watching how, went by, by dessert is what he said. So what he went around doing is watching how people were eating their pie. We eat our pie in America from the tip, the, the tip where we cut it mm -hmm. in the middle to the crust. But in other in other countries, they did from the crust to the tip. That's so, fascinating. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder. I wonder how those differences come to be. That's 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 wild. Yeah. So to me, it's like when when you when you hear something like something as mundane as that, just like right. what? And then my daughter was talking about the difference in the way they process food. Like in China, you got a loaf of bread because they don't put preservatives in it. That bread was turning green in two, three days. Right, right. It didn't last for six months on the shelf, okay? Right. Even though it had an expiration date of four months before the... <laughs> I'm in California, yet we have we have fresh forms here, okay? Mm -hmm. And we have to go to the... Well, it's almost... Well, I might as well say... It's like almost to the desert where, where the... Where, or, or the or Northern California, but... Fresh mm -hmm. forms and the chickens lay both brown and they lay white eggs. It depends on the chicken. And oh. the thing is, when they when they're fresh, and my kids are so funny, they was like, I thought all eggs were the same size. Why were there these little tiny things? Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah, eggs yeah. come in small, medium, large, and extra large, and jumbo. Okay, <laughs> they come in brown. They come in off white. They come in white. They come in all <laughs> colors because. Chickens lay eggs. They don't. We build them out of eggs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you know, but the thing is, is that if you don't understand where your food comes from, you you're liable to. <laughs> the thing. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, as when you've been going to the grocery store your entire life, yes, you get exactly. perfectly like uniform white eggs, regardless of where you're getting them from. Uh, it throws you for a loop when you see yes. brown eggs. <laughs> okay, and it throws you for a loop when you see. The chicken in the yard, and we out there playing with the chicken in the yard, and then and I'm thinking of an experience I had with my mother-in-law, and we mm -hmm. playing with the chicken who all of them had 
all the chickens had names and everything and Lulu and, and Bessie and all this stuff. And then you come home from, from a long day of exploring the, the countryside in Louisiana. And now she says, I got some fresh chicken soup. And I was like, oh, okay. Eat this. Oh, this is so good. I've never had chicken soup taste this good. Then she tells you it's Bessie. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I almost died, man. <laughs> I, I was like, I can't eat this. And she was like, but it tastes so good. You know what? I got over it. <laughs> hey, there you go. I mean, that's, but I had never that's what it's all about. Fresh, uh, being from California uh, in the, the inner city, I had never tasted fresh chicken or fresh deer meat or fresh anything. Everything was in the grocery store. You know, my daughter called the chicken a little bird. Mama, look at the bird. Did a big old fat bird. Mama, it's, it's walking on the ground. <laughs> so, no, I know. That's yeah, how I, 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 it's us. The thing is, and my daughter, it was a good learning experience for her because she didn't know where the food came from. She thought just they came from the grocery store. Now, you know, she saw the bird and she saw the, she saw that it was a chicken and she was wondering, how did the chicken become the, come the soup? Right. <laughs> right. She was little and I'm thinking, okay, how do I tell her what happened to the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's my friend Bessie, mom? <laughs> okay. Where is she? Where is she at? Yeah. Or, or when they had the, the, the fish that they had just fished for the garfish in the bucket in the back door with the blood in it. Like, well, what's that? Oh, I can't mm -hmm. tell you. I mean, sometimes yeah. knowledge is, it's empowering, yes, but sometimes it ruins stuff for you. Oh, you know? it does. I mean, the <laughs> entire, the, the CAFOs, the confined animal feeding operations, that mm -hmm. it's, one, so terrible for the environment, which it's like agriculture, if there's an industry that should be sustainable and protect the environment, you would, you would think that farming and agriculture would naturally be that way, but there's a lot of just really... Uh, gross abusive practices um, that yeah it's 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 you know it, it's a double-edged sword right it's good to know about these things and good yes. to really uh, really know uh, where your food's coming from but it, it also makes things uh, muddier ethically when you know too much yes exactly <laughs> when you know too much yeah because I have I have issue with stuff now people say well why don't you do um, I can't I don't want to explain I just don't you know, right. so I don't, I don't have to explain it. I just, no, I prefer, I don't prefer that. You know, I, I, I don't know. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's, yes. that's not for me right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't, I figure you, I used to try to explain, oh, well, I can't eat that because it has gluten in it and because it's cross-contaminating because if they do this, I ain't got time to explain all that shit. I just come, don't want it. Right. I can't have it. It's not good for me, you right. know, and, and I shouldn't have to. Right. Well, you can try a little bit. Ain't no, how you know what a little bit can do to my body? You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, is when we come, we come up our own morals and standards for this stuff, it changes. But mm -hmm. when we traveling, I had, for me, making my travel plans, I had to consider the food too. That's why I prepped the food up in this thing. Because I have oh, to consider yeah. the food because I do have food uh, sensitivities and I'm going to have to be looking out for stuff and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I don't know who else has to do that when they travel, but I'm quite sure other people do have to do that too. Oh yeah, absolutely, and, and that's such a such a crucial part of the travel piece too. Is is eating your way through a place. So you know you got to put the work in to make sure that if if you're dealing with sensitivities, that's one thing. But you also want to make sure that um, you're getting a, a quality experience. So when I went to Rio in Brazil, uh, mm -hmm. we had a vegetarian with us. I went as part of uh, my uh, university trip. 
Um, and the professor that was leading the trip really had no idea what to do with a vegetarian. And she was saying the entire time, like, if we go to a restaurant, I can find something to eat. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept on going to these places that they call kilos. It's basically a buffet, but you weigh your food. So you like pay um, proportional to how much you're actually eating. And so it's like if you if you were to take somebody who hadn't been to L.A. or anywhere in the States, you're probably not going to take them to a buffet to get them really acquainted with the food culture of your city. Right. So but right. that's basically what we were doing the entire time was essentially going to buffet. So that was the disappointment of the trip for me was I didn't feel like I got a real good um experience on the on the food front when it went to brazil lots of great things about that trip but the food uh let us down oh well i'm I'm glad to hear that well i couldn't do buffets anyway because because cross-contamination but that's good that's good to know you know and i know it well i'm going out of the country too and i've been i've been trying to study and find out where best what are my best options for food and and making sure that the hotel has a refrigerator and a microwave just in case I have to go to the local market or open air market and buy fresh fruits and vegetables and be a vegetarian for the trip, Mm -hmm. you know, or or make my own food in the microwave. And I've done that before because when my daughter was sick, I had to live at the hospital and I knew I could make you a seven course dinner in the hospital microwave. Okay. (laughs) Hey, that's, that's life experience there. Okay. Yeah. That's what that is. Hey, there you go. There you go. So so now I feel confident enough to make the trip out of the country. But yeah, one of my, my main concerns why I didn't get a chance to travel with my daughter is because I had too much fear about the food. Because sure. when I get infected with the food, it takes a little while for me to get better. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially like it, traveling out of the country, you don't want to be dealing. You don't want to roll that dice. Cause no, you don't. That, <laughs> that, that's... That's a one-way ticket to a miserable trip. Uh, so, so, so I don't blame you there. I am. You mentioned the markets. That is one thing that I'm really excited about in Europe is is going to like finding a farmers market, finding some really fresh food, yeah, uh, and 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 you know really eating local. It's it's that's the other thing that I always I try to do as much as possible, like farm to table type restaurants. That's absolutely mm-hmm. my vibe. Knowing where where the chef can tell you exactly. Exactly where the grain was grown, Ooh, that's yes. in the bread, and and what the cow's name was. Okay, uh, you, know, <laughs> you got to really know where your food comes from. Yeah, I, I, that's what my daughter was telling me. That's why that's why she had, she had convinced me that you could do this, mom, because most of, every country I've been to, they eat more fresh than we do. They don't have, they don't, they don't use all these preservatives and all this stuff in the food. And the food actually goes bad, like you said, because I told her, if the food don't go bad on my counter within a few days, then you don't need to be eating it, you know, <laughs> because if it's preserved, if it's carefully preserved on the counter, it's going to be perfectly preserved in your body, causing you know, all kinds yeah. of inflammation and shit. So I don't want to, I mean, you know, because I had to be careful about again careful about waiting with then when she told me most of it was fresh and i was like oh okay and then she would show me pictures of the stuff she would eat and i'm thinking what i was thinking oh hell no because she was eating octopus and all kinds of stuff i I was like yeah that's you baby you got that octopus and you got them snails and and stuff but i'll deal with some of the other elk and all that other stuff you talk about 
Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> okay. Right. So yeah, but, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's. I don't know. You gotta. You just. You gotta dive in as much as you can. I mean, and I know you've you've got your sensitivity, so it's limiting some, I'm sure. But still, gotta be adventurous with your palate every now and then. Well, I, I mean, I'm gonna try, and I'm gonna do my best to be even when I'm there. Because the thing is, I know that when I was a kid, and I, I always wanted to have a croissant from France, and I got oh, yeah. my my job is gonna be to try to find somebody who makes gluten free croissants. Okay, oh because I've always wanted one from friends. I love croissants, and I can't have them here in the states because nobody makes them gluten free. Well, listen, uh, I'm, I'm, when I'm there in May, I'll do some scouting for you, and I'll report back. Oh, <laughs> to, I, oh to, if you will do that, man, I'm following you right now, Daniel. So <laughs> and hook up with me on Instagram because I'm serious about this. Because I'm going in August. Oh yeah, no, I I will I will put in work for you. Uh, listen, I I am a big big pastry fan, big croissant fan, so I will be sure to try out um, all the patisseries and and find a gluten free one for you. What I am so excited about, so I am a huge brie fan. Like there is no no quicker way to my heart than to have um a, a big old thing of brie we uh my boyfriend and i were at epcot uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago uh and it was kind of late in the day and we were in the france section of epcot and he got me like it was just like a bread bowl with some melted brie in it and he was like the way that your face lit up when you knew that brie was on the way i'm like we're going to france we're going to get some amazing brie and i mean that's 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 like that's worth the trip right there to have some real french brie in france i i can't think of anything better that is so funny because my 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 daughter my daughter's name was Brie and cheese was her favorite thing. But of all the cheeses she ever tasted, she did not like the Brie cheese. Even though oh my god, her that's cheese, hysterical! She called her Brie cheese or or whatever because you know that she was Brie. Well, and she heard it was Brianna, but I thought that was funny that of all the cheese she didn't like Brie, but you love Brie of all the cheeses. I, I love Brie. I got to taste it. Because if also, you love so it, it's funny. Amazing. It's actually I discovered brie uh, when I went to Rio. There was uh, we went to a botanical garden, and I think about this sandwich so often. It was a smoked salmon sandwich with brie, and it was just like the brie and the salmon together. That was a, a life changing experience for me. And so then on our day that we were going to the airport, they were like kind of asked us if there was any place uh, that we had eaten that we wanted to go back and try again before we left and we were all like the restaurant at the botanical garden and i'm like i need one of those <laughs> brie salmon sandwiches uh because i like i said it's been that was 2014 i was there and i still think about that sandwich wow that you know what so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to taste the brie cheese because when my daughter said she didn't like the brie cheese i was like well i don't know because I'm not as experimentative as, as she is, what she was with food, because sure. she was one of my kids that, you know, I would tell them, here, try this. And the other one kid's like, oh, no. Ah. But she'd always, okay, let me taste it, you know? Yeah. And, and But she liked a lot of stuff that I didn't like. <laughs> well, so so I'll tell you. So I prefer to have just like brie, just like straight from the, like, like uh, cold brie. It's nice and soft. Uh, can't go wrong with a cold brie, but I also, 
I, I'm not going to turn down a baked brie either. So there's, there's, you gotta, you gotta experiment with the brie a little bit and just kind of ride your vibe and feel, okay. figure out what your, your vibe is, what sounds good to you when it comes well, to Well, what I'm going to do then, I'm going to wait till I get to Paris and I'm going to have some real brie from the place where they started the brie cheese. There you go. Uh, that's, uh, that's that fun. way I can get a real taste of what it's supposed to be. So if I like it or dislike it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I want more than no, no, that's more. smart. That's smart. You, you wanna if you, you wanna go in, you wanna have you wanna do it right the first time. So I'm going to give you recommendations for I'm going to do some scouting and find a gluten free croissant for you, and then I okay. will also give you the breakdown of where to get the best brie because you know the entire time that I'm in Paris, I'm just going to be going for the brie, brie to brie. <laughs> that's that's if that's if that's the only thing that I have in Paris. It's a successful trip to me. And wine. That's. <laughs> I, mean, I need some French wine too. I think. I, I think that that is absolutely beautiful because see, when I'm going to to Paris, I'm going to celebrate Brie because she was supposed to go on this trip with me last year on my birthday when I turned sixty. So I'm going to celebrate her in her posthumously. So you going to Brie to find Brie? I'm I'm taking Brie to, to to vacation with Brie, but I want to try some Brie while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. No, that's beautiful. I love that. And you know what? I will I will keep Brie in my thoughts, your daughter Brie in my thoughts when I'm there too. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll get the waters warm for her. So so it'll all be ready when you're here with her. Okay, that, that sounds <laughs> really good. I, I, I like you, man. No, I love you, man. This is, that was, that's really, what you're talking about doing is so, so beautiful to me, you know, because... I've been looking up from here and I'm not having many much luck finding everything I need to find, but I, I'm determined that that's not, that food is not going to stop me from going. Yeah, definitely. You know, and then here you come. Once I determined food wasn't going to stop me from going saying, what? I'm going to check the food out for you. Heck yeah. It's like God sets things up. You see what I mean? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? It's sending me on a food finding mission. That's, this is uh <laughs> happy happy to be do this service for you i'll 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 suffer through all the french patisseries to find so so that you can just maximize your time oh that is so beautiful oh god i love you man i love you daniel you're going through the light wait you're gonna walk through the lion's den for me yes uh you yes. know it. You know it. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for popping in and, and oh, making no my first, first Wisdom Talk a success. Well, enjoy enjoy your stay at Wisdom, and I'll be popping on periodically with you because I love you, man. I love it. Okay, right. bye. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. So there we have it, folks. That was our interview with Lois Hampson. I hope you all have a fantastic week. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Please rate us five stars wherever you listen to the podcast. Leave us a review. Follow me on Twitter uh, at BabblingDan or on Instagram at Daniel Burkett or both. And, you know, keep sharing the show. I appreciate all of the listens uh, that we're getting. So let's keep this train going.